This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment right. It's time to get locked and loaded with two full hours of Gun Sports Radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Lance Palkey, and Michael Schwartz, will teach you anything and everything there is to know about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your American right to own and bear arms. Visit GunSportsRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor and or guest of the show. Now, here's your hosts, Dave, Lance, and Michael. All right, folks, welcome to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. Oh, you're going to give it to Joe? Yeah, I'm going to give it to Joe. Yeah, all right, go, Joe. Hit me with the answer. The answer. Oh, I like that. Hey, look for our shows on your favorite podcast platform, folks. It's simple at GunSportsRadio.com. That's GunSportsRadio.com. And please remember to stick around. We now have two hours packed full of gun sports news. And this first hour is brought to you by Firearms Legal Protection. These guys are our very good friends at Firearms Legal Protection. And Firearms Legal Protection is the best legal protection for self-defense. Check them out uh, on their website and see why FirearmsLegal.com can help you. Need a uh, CCW class for your San Diego CCW license? Want an Arizona, Florida, or other multi-state CCW? Well, if you visit ccwusa.com, they have everything you need from small classes with expert instructions to fit your schedule and your wallet. They have three classes every month here in San Diego, two weekend classes, all starting about 8 o'clock. Classes fill up quickly, so you need to book now. Privately, Private lessons are available as well. Great dates and times to meet your busy schedule. Check their website for details on how to apply for your San Diego or multi-state CCW at ccwusa.com. That's ccwusa.com. Well, Michael Schwartz is not in the house today. He has uh, taken the day off and spent the lovely day with his wife and his television set. But we have Lance Pelkey, the world-renowned world traveler, luckiest guy on the planet. You know, I got out of... Luckiest uh, guy on the planet, folks. I'm telling you. I don't know how you pull that off. We did uh, 20 days in Asia. Uh, <laughs> we weren't on the mainland, except we were in Hong Kong and Singapore and Vietnam and, uh, Vietnam and Bangkok and whatever. And our timing couldn't have been better. Thank you, uh, uh, mainstream media, for keeping all the sheeple out of Hong Kong. So there wasn't a big... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they kept them all scared. So uh, there was plenty of room. There weren't, a, weren't the big crowds in Hong Kong. It so was a lot of fun. It was awesome. It was fa- fabulous. And then just as we're leaving is when this whole Corona thing. Yeah. But, you know, they talk about the Corona thing, which is, is you know, it's a bad deal. But you realize that over 19 million people uh, came down with a flu just in the United States, the regular flu, and over 10,000 people have died in the United yeah. States. Of course, they don't talk about that. How come we're not talking about that? Because they want to keep you all spun on that other deal. Yeah, how come we're not talking about that? Yeah. And China's not really happy with us the way we're presenting this. You know, shutting the airlines down and, well, you can't really blame them. I mean, the airlines are not getting anybody buying air fare. Well, their first response, you know, so we heard was, you know, to, to hide the deal. Mm. And then, you know. and Well, and, you don't even know if the numbers they're giving us are correct. Well, my thinking is if, the, if they're hiding the deal and then all these people here in the United States want to be socialists and communists and turn their rights over to the government – you know, that doesn't make any well, sense. You know what, what do you think, you, Joe? You have to have a crisis because the impeachment failed or fizzled. Oh, so, uh, yeah, the next got to do something. You know they're trying to figure out how to blame it on Trump. Oh, they're, yeah, they're, the coronavirus. There's got to sure. be a reason. He <laughs> talked to somebody, 
And then, of course, they blame the stock market, you know, crash. Well, not crash, well, but just actually I, I want to thank our listeners for, our, for listening to our show. We've got a loyal oh, yeah. uh, band, which, you know, we love you guys. And also, too, for not taking a knee to the Super Bowl. Yeah, wasn't that, that great? Whole, uh, Colin Kaepernick thing, uh, Joe and I, we were talking before the show how yeah. that just that, that shut it off for me. I don't support the NFL. Nope. I've never watched any of the shows. Well, it's funny, and that's how it came. You know, I we refuse. were talking about, yeah, Lance will be here. Joe will be here. Dave's going to be here. Yeah. Well, the reason Lance and Joe are here, right. and probably Dave, <laughs> is because uh, Joe quit watching it and over so that whole thing. Dave. Dave. Right. You know, and it's, it's interesting, too, because I've watched that stuff, I mean, every year since I was a little kid. I sure. played football all Who's through high team? school. Well, I grew up near Philadelphia and South Jersey, so the Eagles. Yeah. We watched the Eagles, yeah. and, and the uh, the Cowboys were the villains, and the uh, Redskins yeah. were the villains. Do you, do you ever see that Mark Wahlberg movie? Oh, yeah, about, um, what's uh, his name, the uh, uh, guy that Papali. walked on? Yeah, yeah. I remember him, when I because I was in high school, I think, that yeah. when he was doing Did that. Did you ever see him? No. Vince Papali, yeah. Vince Papali was a bartender in Philly. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That and, one time, yeah. and then, uh, it was, who was the coach? Yeah. Uh, Vercel? Give him that Vercel, shot. Yeah, yeah. He, he had such a terrible team. He just says, hey, anybody want to come out and learn how to play football? And wow. that kid just... Yeah, that I watch that show, that movie. I, I can watch that thing as many times as you like. Well, it's yeah, too they bad. did a great they turn, job with that. Yeah, they turned the whole thing into a victim class thing. Yeah. So as far as I'm concerned, you know, the NFL, they turn it into a victim class thing. No, I know. And, you know, I, I just don't support the whole victim conversation no. in the United States. No, I, I, I just, don't either. just don't want to be a no. part What's of that. What's surprising how much there is to do on Sunday after? Yeah, isn't that a funny thing when you don't <laughs> have? Yeah, because I used to be a staunch, you know, Charger fan until my girlfriend cheated on me and left town. <laughs> so I said, "The heck with you! I'm Never not, to return. I'm done with what you." What flipped me on the charges when they they got Bobby Ross? You know, this guy that was uh, remember yeah. Bobby Ross was just a, he was a uh, a college coach. You yeah. know, they bring him in with all these guys, and then yeah. he's just a college coach. He turns a team around. Yeah. He takes him to the Super Bowl, yeah. and what does the Spanos family reward him with? They, they fire fired him. him. Don't so even that get me, doesn't yeah. don't even get me started. What's that like 1992 or three like or something yeah. like and that? I was such a fan of. And I worked at, with Rose Toyota, and we gave the Chargers cars. So I had full access to wow. the stadium. And when Spanos bought the team, walked into uh, uh, the skyboxes, get all those black and white photos and throw them in the trash. Mm. And they were unbelievable photos of Dan Fouts, Kellen Winslow. Yeah. Yeah, back in the day. Back in the day. Well, anyway, speaking of that, so we've got a really good guest coming on and right after the break. It's uh, Rob Pincus. Rob Pincus, yes, and so Rob Pincus is a is a is a major force in the in the industry and in uh, training and in gun sports, and he's out out of Arizona, so he's going to call in. And we're going to get him to stick around for a few extra sure. minutes and have a really good interview with him. Uh, then uh, in the second hour, we've got uh, Judy Wells. And we've got uh, Barb Starr, executive uh, on the executive board of San Diego County Gun Owners. Great show. Yeah, sounds like it. Well, and you know, you, you can't get enough training. You just can't yep. hear enough about right. training. You know, even the guy in uh, Texas, you know, who took out that that perp, he couldn't have done that without training. Oh, the guy in the in the church. Yeah, yeah. he couldn't have done that right. without sure, training. You, there's no right. way if if you think just because you watch it on TV. And you can shoot and, and get a guy three miles away while he's having a glass of water. It's not the truth. It's not yeah. going to happen. Well, speaking of that, that's why uh, we've got that seventh annual charity shoot coming up for at Front Sight. That that's right, the uh, leukemia charity. Are you all signed up, Lance Reader? Yeah. I am. I know you are. Are you me? I might have a scheduling conflict. World travel. Yeah, I, have I, have I bring it up, but at least I I'm made, being honest. I made yeah. sure that didn't happen this year. Yeah, because so you anyway. didn't go last year, <laughs> did you? No, because I goofed up and had a scheduling conflict. Yeah, so I, I made sure yeah, that you're going to cover for year. me. But that's a great event, March sixth, I think. 
Yeah, I think it is in yeah, March. Yeah, it's on first. our website, uh, yeah, gunsportsradio.com. Yeah, and folks, highly recommend. It's such a great cause. And if you're a gun enthusiast, it's like going to gun camp, you know, and have more That's fun right. that you can imagine because there's everything there. And yes, you're going to get dirty. Yes, you're going to get dusty. But are you going to go through some ammo? Yeah, you're going to go through some ammo. Yep. But are you going to well, have fun? And the way they set it up, too, it's, I mean, it's it's good for, you know, people that don't have a lot of experience. It's right. also not boring for people with a lot of experience just right. because of the way they, they, uh, they, set they it run up. it. And, I got yeah. outshot by a uh, 15-year-old kid, this guy, last time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we, I made it to the final competition, and he, he, I think he won the whole deal from what I recall. You. Yeah, he was 15. He was great. Yeah. So yeah, yeah and, and no matter what your level is, you you spend four out or four days in a row out there, eight hours yeah. a day with with trained professional instructors. Uh, you're yeah, going really to get good. better. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, unless you got your eyes closed the whole time. Yeah, and it's a great deal, and it's for a great cause. So yeah, it's uh, for it's the it's Leukemia Society. Yeah, it's Leukemia. That's our buddy Lance Reeder. Uh, yeah. yeah, so yeah. he he puts that on. It's a really good thing. And by the way, they had the Dirty Harry movies on. I can't remember what channel. All six of them, oh. and dang it, I only I only had time to watch two of them. Did but you they DVR all six? No. Let me show you how to DVR. Should have hit that button. You should have hit that no, red I got button. Cox, and it's like everything's so complicated. I got Cox now oh, too, they're... but it's easy. You hit is that it... red button. Just hit that. Is red that what button. happens? All six of them running together today? No, it was like three days ago. Oh, dang! You should have called me. So I am such a dirty Harry fan. Oh my god, those are the state of the art movies. You remember yeah. when they came out? And that's a state of the art weapon too. Let me tell you, the forty four mag. I can still hear it in my. We'll ear. take your hair head clean off. You feel a lucky <laughs> punk. <laughs> hey, let's oh. take a quick break before we get down uh, memory lane here on FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. Welcome back. Gun Sports Radio. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Well, folks, what's the best defense for self-defense and those horrible new red flag laws? That would be firearms legal protection. Mike, Lance, Joe, and I, we use them. Firearms legal protection is a legal defense program for lawful gun owners. With a 24-7 emergency hotline and plans designed specifically for the firearms owner, Talk to the good folks at Firearms Legal Protection today. Don't be reactive. Be proactive. That's Firearms Legal Protection at FirearmsLegal.com. That's 469-310-9100. 469-310-9100. FirearmsLegal.com. And remember, gun owners, be ready with a lawyer in your corner. Well, California assault weapon laws make it Almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What's the solution? Cali Key. It'll convert any mil spec direct impingement AR platform rifle into a straight pull bolt action rifle. So if you, so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop in solution. No milling. No aesthetic modifications. No turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y dot com. Well, you know what? If you're thinking about doing a, a refi or a, maybe even a reverse mortgage, guess what? The mortgage rates are dropping like crazy, so you need to find somebody you can trust. Well, go to where we go, Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping 
local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. So give Chris a call at 619-722-1303. That's 619-722-1303. Or just go to primeres.com backslash alpine. All right. Well, are we still hanging on the air? He's here. We're here. All right. Good deal. Who wants to introduce Mr. Pincus? I'll go ahead and do it. Okay, go. um, So, yeah, we have a really, uh, just a real treat today. Uh, We have Rob Pincus on the line. And Rob, uh, for those that don't know, is a a veteran firearms instructor and trainer and consultant, a uh, huge Second Amendment activist and author. Uh, Rob's also the founder of the ICE training uh, company. So, Rob, welcome and thanks for joining us today. Thanks. I appreciate you guys having me on. The uh, the, the business of uh, promoting gun rights in Southern California, especially, is, is something I'm interested in and something that you guys are uh, definitely helping. So, I appreciate uh, the invite and appreciate what you guys are doing. Well, and it's our pleasure. And, and yes, we are deep behind enemy lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what makes it but fun here. Is, You've got a lot of allies, though. You know, I've, yes, I've we do. taught in California for, for well over a decade every year, usually a couple of classes. There's, there's a lot more gun owners than California gets credit for in the uh, that state, for sure. Yeah, and that's what I always said, too. If, you know, if we could just get them engaged, I mean, there's there's more than enough of us out here to to vote down a lot of these bad things that happen. It just um, It's just a real challenge sometimes getting them engaged and out there and participating, I think. It is. You know, I, I've seen a t- tide turn, though. I mean, you look at what's happened with concealed carry all across the state. Um, you know, certainly there are, there are things that have happened that are negative, but I think more and more people are getting motivated and as more and more people uh, look for ways to exercise their rights or feel like, you know, it's finally enough is enough. I, I think we will see that that tide continue to push back. Yeah, and I, I think you're absolutely right there, Rob. Hey, there was, um, you know, there's probably a million things we could talk to you about today, but there's um, there's one thing that you're working on that sounds really interesting and um, you're doing a project with Dan Gross, who, if people don't recognize that name, I guess Dan Gross is the former president of the Brady Organization. And you guys are working together on a project to see if you can find some common ground between uh, between the gun control people and the Second Amendment people. And I was wondering, could you tell us about that project and how that kind of came about and then what you guys hope to accomplish? Sure, yeah. First, let me just kind of correct the, the, the setup just in that we're not trying to find common ground between, you know, gun control people and, and gun rights people. What we really want to do is start conversations and start looking for solutions to problems like suicide, um, firearms negligence, you know, crime that happens with stolen guns. Look for solutions that start from the common ground that already exists. And, you know, it's probably important that, that uh, you know, a lot of people right away, they bristle up. And, and, you know, we got a lot of this when we announced that we were going to be working on this project called the Center for Gun Rights and Responsibilities. And people say, well, I don't have any common ground with that guy. You know, he ran Brady and he's a gun grabber and all that. You know, and I'll, I would I would say something like, um, do, do you think that parents should take reasonable precautions to make sure that their toddlers don't get access to their firearms um, when they're not supervised? And I don't know a gun owner that wouldn't say yes to that. And, well, okay, well, now you have common ground with Dan Gross. You know, and the immediate response is, yeah, but I don't need a law to tell me to do it. And, well, you have common ground with Dan Gross, once again, because the whole point of the Center for Gun Rights and Responsibilities is non-legislative, non-policy, non-regulation. Uh, you know, Dan's background in this fight, for people that don't know on these issues, is that his brother was shot in a uh, mass shooting in New York in 1997. 
And he was not involved in gun politics or politics at all. He's a marketing advertising guy in New York. And he uh, obviously was very emotionally motivated to try to make sure that that kind of tragedy or do what he could to make sure that that kind of tragedy didn't strike any other family. And he ended up on the side of gun control. Absolutely. One hundred percent. You know, no, no arguments about that. But some of his positions um, certainly have evolved since the late 90s. And uh, there's obviously a reason he is the former president of the Brady campaign. And he's been gone from there for over two years. He and I met uh, about 18 months ago. We were hired as consultants from uh, theoretically from opposite perspectives on gun rights and gun safety issues. We were both hired by a technology company to help them uh, possibly develop a product that ended up going nowhere. But we met and uh, we, we struck up several conversations, which I have to say, honestly, he initiated. I'm sort of reaching out to let me know that he wasn't uh, maybe the gun grabber, anti-gun guy that I would have thought um, based on, you know, the, a lot of the rhetoric. Well, he quickly found out that I'm I'm always willing to have a conversation, if nothing else, and that I'm, I'm pretty open to people that even if you are an anti-gunner, let's talk about it. Right. So I invited him to come out to a class. Um, he came out to a class in Massachusetts that was hosted by uh, the Goal organization. Um, I most of the, I don't think anybody or a couple guys in the class that kind of knew what Dan's background was or who he was. Otherwise, he was just another guy in the class. He spent two days, you know, working on his defensive uh, pistol skills, and he had never done that prior to that that week. And uh, that struck up a conversation where, you know, maybe there's some ways we can change the narrative, change the dynamic and uh, stop with the polarizing rhetoric. And, you know, that person's anti-gun. This person doesn't care about kids. Well, the fact is we all care about kids. And if you believe in the fundamental Second Amendment rights that protect the individual's right to keep and bear arms in this country, then, you know, we can find solutions that are that are educational and awareness campaigns and advocacy and uh, things like that, voluntary programs. And uh, that's really what his background was in before he ended up at Brady. And uh, I think in some ways he's, he's kind of come back to that. Um, obviously, there's going to be areas where he and I disagree. There's going to be areas where I disagree with with other gun owners on, on some of these issues. They're complex issues, but um, we're excited about the dialogue. We're excited about the opportunity uh, to make positive impact. And I'm certainly excited that the former Brady campaign president is now working with gun owners instead of against them. I think that that in and of itself should be worth uh, celebrating. You know, and I think that that's really great, too, because you, you touched upon um, a couple of things a little bit earlier when you mentioned some of the problems, uh, things with suicides and mass shootings and things like that. And and these aren't gun problems. These are other problems in our society we see them manifest themselves with guns. I mean, you know, they always throw the number around of how many people um, use firearms, for instance, for suicide. And it's it's not because of the firearm. It's because we have firearms. Firearms work, and that's what they do. But, um, you know, it's a mental health issue. And a lot of the gun kind of pro- or things that are painted, I guess, as gun problems are really not that at all. And it's, it's I think, a combination of a number of things, um, how we deal with mental health in this country um, how we're raising children nowadays in this country, the, the problems that we have um, just in our society with kind of the collapse of the family and this attack on churches and religion and all the other stuff. And I think all of it, you know, you see all the violence that we have in our entertainment industry and everything like that. And it's a lot of different things, I think, that combine to create things like mass shooters that we have nowadays. And um, it's great to hear you guys, you know, thinking about that kind of stuff and thinking about changing the narrative a little bit, because you really um, because I write about this. uh, I write articles every week for our website. And a lot of times I'll touch on this and we can't, you know, the problem would be tough if we chose to address it. Uh, But just yelling about the guns and things. uh, I mean, we're not even looking at addressing the real causes yet. 
Uh, so I think it's great that you guys are having that dialogue and you're, you want to promote that kind of stuff. Our first project is actually going to be called Gun Pro, and Pro stands for the Pledge of Responsible Ownership, and it's a, a three-component pledge. Um, we announced this uh, during the same week as SHOT Show. We talked to a lot of different firearms community leaders about it over the last uh, couple of months, really. In fact, going all the way back to the Second Amendment rally. In fact, if, if people haven't seen Dan Gross's speech at the de- December 2nd, or sorry, November 2nd, D.C. Second Amendment rally, you really need to go listen to that. It's, it's uh, up at Breitbart. Uh, former Brady leader, uh, former former gun control advocate, uh, you know, defends gun owners or something like that is the title at Breitbart. Um, definitely worth listening to to get a better perspective um, of who the, who this guy is that we're talking about. And uh, Gun Pro is going to be all voluntary. You know, it's basically you agree to to learn to use your firearm appropriately. You agree to take steps to prevent unauthorized access, and you agree that in times of mental health or other crises, um, when it may not be appropriate for you to have a firearm, that you seek um, appropriate storage for your firearms and uh, then you get two other people to witness it you know so I might ask you know Mike I'm asking you I might ask my brother and then you know we'll come together and you guys will go online we all log in you guys agree to help me so I got one guy in California one guy in New Jersey and uh, I've made the pledge myself and you know we hope to see you know tens of thousands hundreds of thousands maybe millions of gun owners take this pledge and encourage and support one another um, through this process of being a responsible gun owner and exercising our rights you know responsibly and trying to reduce negative outcomes because everything you said is true but the reality is I'm not a mental health advocate, right? I'm, I'm a guns rights advocate. So it behooves me and you and everybody else who cares about firearms to diminish the role that firearms play in a suicide or in uh, any kind of crime or any, any kind of accident where a kid gets hurt. Do little kids drown in pools. Okay. But I'm not a pool rights activist. I'm not like a pool guy. I'm a gun guy. So I want to talk about the parents storing their guns responsibly and supervising their children responsibly. I don't care about the pool or the car accidents or any of that, right? Like I'm, I'm, focused on what we can do in our community to protect each other really yeah exactly i mean and, and that's that's what i think we like about the focus that you have and and and, and by the way is he are we keeping him for another segment yeah we're gonna keep him over oh boy you definitely pulled some serious strings there my friend but that's a good thing right all right yep. well i tell you what let's go ahead and take a break and when we come back we're gonna chat a whole lot more with Mr. Pincus on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Sports Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. So what's the best defense to self Descent for self-defense when you know all those horrible, horrible red flag laws. Firearms Legal Protection. Mike Lance, Joe, and I use them. Firearms Legal Protection is a legal defense program for lawful gun owners with a 24-7 emergency hotline and plans designed specifically for the firearms owner. Talk to the good folks at Firearms Legal Protection today. That's Firearms Legal Protection at firearmslegal.com uh, or just call them, call them at 469-310-9100. 469-310-9100. That's firearmslegal.com. Gun owners, be ready with a lawyer in your corner. Okay, so we have Mr. We're back here with... I think I went... What did I do? I think I went one page too quick. 
Yeah, so I'll have You're to. on page three, Dave. I did. I won't, I won't help you with that, though. I'll wait. <laughs> hey, well, I think I've lost page three. Nope, I got two and four. Well, I'll have to find three, but I'll pick up on three. Oh, you got it? Uh, okay. Have you been by the AO Sword Firearms in El Cajon? They've got the widest selection of guns in San Diego County with over 600 unique guns in stock, including hundreds of used guns. Go see their full-service experienced gunsmith. They can do everything from mild to wild. A.O. Sword Firearms Store, located at 929 East Main Street in the city of El Cajon. Go to their website at aosword.com or call them at 619-749-4867. Build, buy, repair. A.O. Sword Firearm is your go-to place for all things firearms. That's aosword.com, 619-749-4867. This segment's also brought to you by Gatsky Dillon and Balance, LLP. Go to cafirearmslaw.com. Do not make a move until you talk to John if it's gun-related. 760-431-9501. All right, well, we've got... uh, We're still back here with Rob Pincus uh, for another segment. So, uh, Rob, thanks for hanging out here. And um, I think uh, what I'd like to do is switch gears a little bit. Uh, Of all the stuff that you do, one of your other many titles is author. And um, I noticed you recently wrote a children's book. And um, could you tell us about that a little bit? I did. Uh, it was kind of a, a fun side project. It was it was not a big priority, but it was something I've, I've been working on for almost two years now, I guess, in one way or another from the first conversation. Um, and it's a book called My Daddy Has a Gun and My Mom Does Too. It's actually my ninth book, but it's my first uh, children's book. That's cool. And the idea really started with uh, Yehuda Reamer who's written several books uh, for children. His first book, he and I met uh, two years ago. We, we just came back from SHOT Show, of course, out in Las Vegas. Um, two years ago at SHOT Show, he and I met for the first time. And he sort of, I had endorsed his book. You know, it was it's really well done. The art's great. Uh, my younger daughter, I have a four-and-a-half-year-old now, so she was two-and-a-half then, and you know, she would flip through it or whatever, obviously wasn't reading it. But then as she got older, Yehuda's put out a couple of other books, and uh, one of them is the ABCs of guns. And, of course, we've revisited the Safety on uh, Children's Gun Safety book that he wrote now that she's older. And uh, it really resonated with me. And he kind of half-jokingly said, yeah, Rob, you know, you should write a gun book for kids, too. And it almost became like a dare uh, with some of my friends. So, uh, you know, challenge accepted. Um, but I, what I didn't want to do was do another children's gun safety book, right? So, I, And I obviously I'm not going to teach kids, you know, personal defense with a gun, which is kind of what my other books are all about. So the, the idea was to find something unique. And what I wanted to end up doing was tell, talk about all the firearms that are in the world from a child's perspective. So imagine like a, a you know a six, seven, eight year old looking around at all the people that, that she knows, family members, neighbors, friends, teachers, uh, extended family, the older brothers, friends, whoever that um, use guns. And then what it also then gives you is an overview of all the different ways that firearms exist in our society. So, you know, there's a grandfather who hunts and he shares food with the family. There's a, a, the dad's best friend is a police officer who has a gun, you know, in case uh, there's a really bad criminal. Uh, the mom's boss has a bodyguard uh, who carries a gun to protect uh, the people at the workplace and you know, so on and so forth. And it even goes into like the, uh, the one of the kids, uh, friends plays paintball and, you know, wears the protective gear and has a lot of fun. And one of my favorite lines in the book is, is a, uh, the, the character, the main character who's narrating it. She says, my little niece has a water gun, um, but she's only allowed to use it around the pool. 
I think all guns must have rules, you know, and, and it's just that kind of commentary on we're going to start hinting towards safety and we're going to hinting towards, you know, responsible ownership. But uh, this isn't a political book. It isn't a, a gun safety book. It's not a technical marksmanship shooting manual. It's just really a conversation starter and, and a way for families that are pro-gun, certainly to remind the kids in their family that there are guns all around us every time, despite, you know, what we, we see mostly the negative aspects of firearms talked about in society. And then uh, also, I think, for gun neutral families to familiarize their kids with why they shouldn't be afraid of the fact that guns exist. You know, another reminder that, that there are millions, hundreds of millions of guns and over 100 million gun owners uh, that have no negative outcomes, you know, from that firearms ownership every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just, uh, uh, Joe brought the book in, so we just kind of shot it around the room, and it's very, very well done. It really is. The artist, the artist who did it should be commended because he did a great job, and I like the fact that you keep the, the infra, you know, the actual text you know, not overbearing. It's enough for a child to be able to read it, absorb it, move on. Right. Yeah. There's one page in there. It's pretty dense. The first page, obviously for the parents, um, to kind of put a perspective on what the book is, is meant to be. And, you know, a reminder to be a responsible firearms owner and all that. But then for the kids, it's just some very, very simple ideas. It's, you know, here's the person, here's the type of gun and here's what they do with it. And, uh, you know, let the rest of it be a conversation or be a thought process, you know, for the gun, for the kids. I, I think I, I'm a big fan of kids, really thinking about ideas and concepts from a high level and, and asking good questions um, as opposed to just kind of, you know, giving them uh, verbatim, you know, here's what you should know. Here's what you need to think. And do you understand it? Um, I'd rather just give them a, a, a bite, you know, of that, that pie, so to speak, and let them ask about the ingredients. Yeah. And that, and the first page you were talking about too, is the one that, I mean, you just nailed it on there. It's really, um, it's, it really, hits this because you're you're talking about you know guns are a part of our culture our society and you know children are going to encounter them in all sorts of different ways throughout their lives and unfortunately you know over the last 50 years and a lot of this is our fault as gun owners but we've we've let that education and that kind of stuff get pushed out of the schools and we're raising children now into you know young adulthood or you know there's probably people in their 30s and 40s yeah. that have no basic firearms training they don't know anything about them at all and uh you know i was going to ask you about that uh you know what have you seen in terms of that because like when we were kids you know i grew up where i grew up we hunted all the time and we were always around guns and that kind of stuff was pretty normal for us but you don't see that so much anymore and i was going to ask you um you know, have you seen that? And how do you think that's going to uh, evolve, like going forward in terms of education and things? Uh, there's a couple couple things there. First of all, I'm with you guys. I mean, I took my hunter safety course when I was 11 or 12, you know, at the school grounds. And we shot the, uh, we had to shoot a, a hanging milk jug, you know, at, I don't know, 15, 20 feet, whatever it was. But we had to prove we could load the gun, unload the gun and shoot the gun. And, uh, you know, we did it right there on the, the practice football field, right? Um, you know, you could probably never see that happening at most schools today. Um, and that was in New Jersey, right, in the 80s. Um, wow. It wasn't all that long ago, and it was in a very, you know, gun control state. Wow. But uh, uh, what we do see, I see more scholastic shooting teams. I see, uh, scholastic shooting teams are making a comeback. Yes. Um, shotgun teams, obviously, in 22s, but, but primarily shotgun uh, trap sports and things like that. So that's cool. Um, one, of my, one of my things I lament, and I think I might even have mentioned it in that intro in the book, is the number of times that I've talked to people in the educational world who just refuse to entertain the idea of talking about guns and gun safety inside of the classes. And, excuse me, one of the, one of the problems I have is that 
you know, the logic just doesn't hold because they, well, guns are just too dangerous and, and we don't even want to talk about them. Okay, well, wait a minute. Why do you talk about, you know, safe sex and, and unprotected sex and STDs and these kinds of things? Why do you talk about drug use, you know, abuse of drugs, or illegal drugs or abuse of prescription pills? Why do we talk about, you know, how to hold scissors when you're in kindergarten? Why do we talk about all these things, fire safety? We talk about all the things that are dangerous to kids, right? And we talk about pollution, you know, it's dangerous to our, our society and our world. All of these things we educate kids about and the justification for why they're part of the curriculum is because they pose a threat to the uneducated or ignorant. And that is so much the, the case with firearms um, that just sort of reveals the political nature of the refusal to talk about firearms. Now, there are a few states that have gone back to uh, mandatory firearm safety um, education inside of the schools. But the, the, when people ask me, what is the one thing you would do if you really wanted to reduce, Rob, if you wanted to reduce negative outcomes with firearms in, in our country, what, what would you do? The first thing I would do is I would make mandatory firearms safety and familiarization training part of grade school. And, uh, you know, we can argue about whether it's fourth grade or sixth grade or whatever, but mandatory training, familiarization and gun safety for all American kids, because we do have hundreds of millions of guns and not every gun owner is going to be as responsible as we'd like. And kids are going to come into contact with firearms and they should know how to use them safely and respect them and, and things like that. And people see that as propaganda or, or whatever. And I just think it's, it's foolish and short-sighted. Um, it would take some time, but I think that would be the biggest way to, uh, to kind of end all the, the squabbles over gun rights in this country and dramatically reduce the negative outcomes of firearms. Well, the more you train, the better off everybody will be in the long run. Because right now we don't have the training that you you had when you were a boy, uh, Lance and Joe, even myself. You know, we've kind of got away from it. Now, I don't know, would you consider maybe the Olympic shooting teams have something to do with putting a positive light on uh, this situation, I, I don't know, but something's been turning the turning the, the wave. Really, it, it's a lot of this has been uh, the scholastic shooting programs, and uh, certainly uh, Shooting USA that's behind our Olympic shooters um, is a big part of that. The NRA is a big part of that. Four um, H still has some youth shooting programs, so um, there has been this resurgence. I travel. I, it's funny. I was I was uh, one of the ranges I teach at every year in Iowa. You know, the Midwest has this great um, clays shooting trap, especially the clays shooting tradition. And a lot of places it's been dying off. But I actually went to a um, what they call an Annie Oakley, where kind of everybody there lines up. And I don't know you guys are familiar with that competition, but we were doing a whole bunch of different clay sports. And at the end of the night, there may be 50 people across the back of the trap field for this Annie Oakley shoot. And um, what was interesting about it was. I would. I don't think there were very many guys. I, there may not have been anybody in their 30s. There may have been a, a few in their 20s, mostly early 20s. Wow. And then you started seeing more guys in their 40s, lots of guys in their 50s and 60s. One guy at least was in his 70s, but there were a bunch of teenagers there. So I do think we've missed a generation of shooters in this yeah. country in a lot of places. And that just really made – that was very stark in that uh, moment. You guys talked about, you know, maybe you're in your 30s. You've never done real, any real training or shooting. I have people come to class all the time that are coming to firearms in their 20s, 30s, or even 40s right. that want to learn how to use a gun for personal defense or to defend their family, but they, they are not gun people. They never took a class before. Well – it's, it's no different than auto shop, metal shop, wood shop, home ec. It seems like that era just, uh, just, it just went to sleep. And we didn't do any of the things to help kids, you know, prosper and become, uh, you know, better citizens. Hey, man, I really want to thank you for taking time out of your day. How do people follow you? And give me a good website. 
Uh, the best website to follow me on, on the politics is 2AO.org, a Second Amendment organization. The best place to find information about training and personal defense is personaldefensenetwork.com. And uh, if you know how to use Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, you will find me, Rob Pincus, P-I-N-C-U-S, or at Pincus Rob. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, we guys. look forward to having you on down the road. Great interview. Yep. All right, folks, this is FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back. This is Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. Hey, so what's the best defense for self-defense and those horrible new red flag laws that would be firearms legal protection mike lance and i use them and so does joe firearm legal protection is a legal defense program for lawful gun owners with a 24 7 emergency hotline and a plan designed specifically for the firearm owner talk to the good folks at firearms legal protection today that's firearms legal protection at firearmslegal.com or call 469-310-9100 Four six nine three one zero ninety one hundred. Gun owners, be ready with a lawyer in your corner. This segment is brought to you by the good folks at the Gun Range San Diego, seventy eight fifty three Balboa Avenue in San Diego. They're open seven days a week, ten to ten, including Super Bowl. And you can find out everything they do at the Gun Range San Diego dot com. The Gun Range San Diego dot com. Uh, this is a great organization, family owned and operated. And everybody that works there has your best interest at heart. And they want you to have as much fun as you can have with a firearm. And they back it all with training. It's called, I call it, the Nordstrom's of gun ranges. Just not the price. All right, we've got Hollywood on the line. KC from... How's it going? There he is. What's going on, Squeaky? Yeah, you know, it's been some time since I've been here. I usually work early morning events, so I have to kind of take off a little bit early. But I'm back. Come here on. I am. Where's your As dedication? Where's your dedication? I wanted dinner, so I left, Me and I went and got dinner. No, you can slide <laughs> on a dinner. I'm very food-driven, okay? I'm very food-driven. Hey, you can slide on a dinner for a while. You know, it's okay. It's not going to hurt you. Well, I'm back. Okay. Yeah, we had a, you know, what was it? God, last week already? Yep. Shot show. I was out there. Um, yeah, we heard about you. We saw we saw that picture of you and what a onesie of American flag or yeah, what the heck was my, that? that is that is my chubberalls from chubbies dot com. Um, it is American flag romper for men, and it is a. Uh, it's so comfortable. I was going to say. and relaxing. You look so comfortable. A romper for me. I was. Mm-hmm. Did you wear that on the plane back from Vegas? Just tell me you did. Oh, I drove. I drove out there, so I rode it in the whole way back. That's awesome. You know, we did. I went out to a couple of parties out there and that. And, you know, life of the time, you know, it was a great conversation piece for sure. Yeah. And we, you, always, send Lance the information because he really, really wants one. When he does his, no, walks. I don't think so. When he does his walks in the morning, <laughs> yeah, you know, because he wants to keep the homeless off him. So that little outfit would take care of the whole problem, I think. 
It's either a good deterrent or a good attraction. Yeah, yeah I haven't decided which side it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. but I'd wear that. Out, I'd wear that out on the floors out there at Shot Show, and people are like, oh, you know, I'd be talking to the heads of Sig and the, you know Lena Michalik and Jerry Michalik, and I was up there wearing that, and I was like, yeah, it's my business casual. It's how I conduct all my business here on it, and oh it was great. <laughs> it, was a, it was an easy end to talk business with people, but yeah, and you're Shot still employed, mm-hmm. and you're still employed, so it couldn't you have been know, all bad. The wonderful owners here encourage it. They just want me to be me. <laughs> That's absolutely scary. And it works. That's yeah, you know, SHOT Show, I mean, a lot of stuff coming out there. Um, we're going to be getting a lot new guns, not a lot new firearms to the range. Big one we're looking at is that Beretta 92X Performance. Um, probably, I don't like Berettas because I had one in the military, and I, I despise them just for that sole reason. <laughs> this firearm has turned me around. They're 92X series, of course, off-roster or whatever, but... One of the smoothest double actions I've ever felt on a production gun. So I'm excited for that. The DWX from Dan Wesson coming in. Um, right now we have that new Glock 44, the little 22. We have that on our range, so that thing's trugging along just fine. And what else we got? Uh, Walther. They made a new Q4 steel frame, so we'll probably get one of those in here. Um, we're working with Walther right now. They actually do really cool range programs where they'll send one of their rep out here with a bunch of their firearms to the range with their own ammo, and they'll let all the customers shoot their guns and see what it's like shooting Walther. So Ooh. look for that. We're going to be uh, getting the deal up for that, and we'll let everybody know when they can come in and try out some Walther firearms. And that'll be on your website, right? Yep, we'll have that up on the website, social media, Instagram. Once we hash out the details with them, we'll get them out here. And then it's, it's always a great time when we have large fire companies like that. Like I'm working with HK right now to do an event like that. Even though, sadly, most of the firearms will be off-roster, it's an excuse to go shoot some guns, you know? Well, and speaking of that, um, so you're talking about having these in the rental fleet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So a lot of these guns, you know, we got them on the rental fleet, so at least we can, you know, hey, right. you know, at least come shoot it, at least come try it. Yeah, it's good for the listeners to know that they could, right. they could, they could shoot these that they're off, mm-hmm. you know, they're not on the roster. Right. So a regular human uh, citizen of uh, California cannot get one of these right. because of that terrible roster thing that they dreamed up. But they can mm-hmm. actually, you can shoot these by just uh, going and renting them. Well, and it's, it's good, and it's a good excuse to, after you've done it and you loved it to go after your politicians and say, hey. Exactly. People are going to fall in love with these guns and be like, I want this gun, which, right. which is how it always is. And that's why we put them on the rental side so you know people don't really think about it. But on our sales side, we don't put any off-roster guns out there just because it's too much of a tease to people. Like, oh, I really like this gun. I'm like, yeah. uh, take it out of their hand. I'm like, I'm sorry. You can't have this. And yeah, and and we're who's not your in that business breaking that many hearts. <laughs> I yeah. know, right? Who's your politician? politician? You might want to talk mm-hmm. to that guy or girl. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, uh, what other stuff came out? Oh, red dots, you know, for pistols. That's kind of the big thing coming out. Hollow Sun is doing an amazing job with their red dots. They have three different models coming out now. They actually made one that is in cylinder production stage, but it's for micro carry. So say uh, like a Glock 43 or your you got one P3, for a 43 uh, P365. Now? We have 43. We have 43. So, um, they're working on a red dot to mount to those now. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So we have a 43, we have 43X48, they're working on red dot mount. So what they did is they made a micro red dot and they built the plate into the red dot. So it's all one piece. So it doesn't get hung up when you so can it does, still carry? Yeah, it doesn't get hung up. It's smaller. It's a lower profile. So it actually Jeez. lowers the sight kind of closer to the bore axis of the firearm. Hmm. Really cool what they're doing with that. And of course, there'll be titanium case or 7075 aluminum, multiple reticles, and their battery life right now on the micros are anywhere from 30 to 50,000 hours. And that's for a hollow sun? 
Hollow Sun. Yeah. Hollow Sun is making huge waves in the firearms world over the past year. I mean, I talk about them all the time. We are actually getting a range program with them, so we're going to have even more Hollow Suns on our rental weapons for people to test. I have one on a PC9 rifle. Mm-hmm. So that Ruger PC9, that 9mm rifle, yep. which is just, we've talked about it before, it breaks down into yep. two. Just an amazing, fun thing to shoot. But I have a hollow sun on that thing, and it just uh-huh. makes me look so good. <laughs> yep. yep. Those because hollow suns, are, they're, they're huge. So actually, hollow sun does a lot of manufacturing for like the Sig Romeo optics, which is mm-hmm. their red dots. They're actually the hollow suns. They're just you know kind of remarked and whatnot. So hollow suns, actually, uh, a lot of people are switching over them just because of how robust they are, the quality, and the battery life. Well, you know, I've and you see, mm-hmm. you see the uh, just the red dots in general on the handguns. Um, mm-hmm. A lot, I know a lot of friends now that that I shoot competitively with uh, are switching to that, and they're shooting carry optics or they're shooting open. And you know, there's a little a little learning curve there to to sight in that the red dot, I guess, because um, you know, with a rifle, you've got some time to look at it. When you're shooting yep. pistol competitions, the big thing they run mm-hmm. into is getting the pistol up quick and seeing that red dot. And sometimes you don't see it immediately. That's but right. But once exactly. they get that nailed down, mm-hmm. they love it and they do not miss with those things. They're great. Yeah. You know, it, that is the big learning curve about it is switching from iron sights, lining them up quick acquisition. Cause a lot of times That's with iron sights, if you're shooting quick, I mean, for me at least, I'm focusing on my front sight. It might not be completely in line with my rear sight, but I know where my shot plate is going to be with the red dots. I find, because I have a, st- a slight stigmatism in my eye, I have to close my left eye for all of a split second until I find that red dot. Then it's on. And then you're laser focused on that. And that's the cool thing about the hollow suns is how big their field of view is on them hmm. compared to Triticon RMRs or uh, Vortex Vipers and Sig Romeo and other ones like that. Hollow sun just has a bigger view plane on it. And they have three more red dots coming out for pistols or micro red dots that they'll be announcing later on this year. So great things from coming from hollow sun we can get all of them um so if anybody's looking for it let us know there's great value for our their armors are about half the price of trigicons wow what about amazing what about yeah so let's go back to that uh glock 43 so Mm -hmm. so what do you do you just take it off the rear side no you can't do that it's got a where no, they're mount? working on a, they're they're working a way of milling it. So have you seen yeah, a, a Glock it. 19 MOS? They're gonna have okay. to mill it. Yeah. But once it's milled, you're not gonna have to go as deep to it. Yeah. Because of the base plate is already built into the red dot. Mm. That's so cool. it's it's kind of it's a way that they're engineering, and that's all you know. Holosun's doing is a lot of research and development on it. They're changing the game when it comes to micro red dots, which is amazing. Yeah. So how busy are you? Uh, right now. We're kind of drowning off. We've actually been a full range up until, you know, Super Bowl started. Um, yeah, we've been we've been slammed since we opened. I mean, I opened the door and I had about 30 people lined up. So everybody was getting the shots in before Super Bowl. It's kind of drowning out a little bit. But I guarantee you, once that game's over, everybody will be back in here shooting. So if you're not a Super Bowl fan, folks, this mm-hmm. is the time to go down to Gun Sports Radio. Gun Sports Radio. Gun Range San Diego. That and, one. And you've got the run of the range. Well, until 10 o'clock Absolutely. Tonight. Yep, 10 yeah, o'clock, man. we're all here, we're always open. Yep, got to get down there. Yeah, and if you didn't get the address, it's 7853 Balboa Avenue, and they're 10 to 10, seven days a week, and plus we want to keep Casey busy, and if you're keep there. Keep busy, man. You guys got to go visit them. They got a great shop, they yeah. got a great range, it's just a fabulous great place. Great so, Yeah, well, we, we appreciate you guys calling in. And I guarantee you, you'll walk out the door with a big smile on your face. Yep, whether you hit Absolutely. The tar- whether you hit the yep. target or not. 
<laughs> yeah, and that's the perks of us out here. You know, we're not just a range. We're full sales side. So if anybody's looking for any specific firearms, give us a call. Come down here. Chew the fat with us is what we're good with. I just talked to one guy for, you know, 45 minutes. He's trying to decide if he wants to go with the Daniel Defense Air 15 or LWRC. Ooh. And we've just been going back and forth, back and forth, giving him the pros and cons of each, and just kind of getting him in line of what he wants. Because so, that's both. what we Take can do here. Go borrow money exactly. in the house. <laughs> All right. Both of them. All right, buddy. We'll get back Thanks, to work, Casey. and we will talk to you next week right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.